Hello, this is Heather Jeba, one of the deacons from the Virgin's Congregational Church. This is portions of our service from February 13, 2022. The scripture lesson for later will be Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. Well, good people, let us, uh, as we keep continuing to come into this space together and into this place in, uh, in worship and in fellowship and service, um, wherever you are and uh, whoever you are and wherever you are on your faith journey, let us continue to gather as God's people in this time. Um, just want to uh, acknowledge that I am sure our best intention would be to be together in the sanctuary for worship, how blessed it is when we can do that. And with deep gratitude for our deacons and our executive committee who with careful consideration and conversation and meetings this past week made a decision for us to be as careful as possible and the responsibility for the well-being of an entire community uh, to continue our Zoom worship for three more weeks. And we'll revisit at the end of February with the great hope that on the first Sunday in March, the first Sunday in March, we can be together in the sanctuary, which will also be a communion Sunday. And so I hope you are well. I hope family and friends and our community will be well and on the path for us to be able to be back together. So I wanted to acknowledge that. And also to acknowledge if uh, you wish to, uh, let me know before I do that, let me ask if there's other announcements. I have in my hands a small candle this morning. And so we come together as God's people and we are held in such deep and loving light. The light of God's presence, Jesus, the Holy One, and the spirit that brings us together. And so if you have a candle or want to imagine a candle, that is being lit, that calls us to this time of light, that inner light for all of us. Mm -hmm. 
morning's reading is from Luke chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out of him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciple and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets.
I'm going to go off script for a second because this is a Holy Spirit moment. <laughs> During the course of the week, uh, Liam and Jenny and I, we engage in a lot of email, sometimes text, as we coordinate uh, the Sunday worship each, each Sunday. I couldn't have coordinated this with this morning, Liam. Absolutely fabulous. Okay. One of the comments you have here is you do not have to be first, but you win by befriending the last. That was one of the comments. I did not know that was going to be in your message this morning. You do not have to be first, but you win by befriending the last. Okay. So here is my opening statement. <laughs> have you all been watching the Winter Olympics? On Friday night, there was a wonderful moment of community at the conclusion of the men's 15K cross-country race. It was a grueling race. And the man from Finland, Ivo Niskanen, he finished this grueling race first. He knew he'd won the gold. He was so tired, he actually collapsed for a few moments at the finish line. And then he stood up. And he waited as each skier came across the finish line. He waited for the last person in the race, who is Carlos Quintana from Colombia. Carlos finished last in that grueling race. And Evo was there to put out his arms so the two men could hug. First place and last place embracing. I wonder if something like that happens when we talk about blessings and woes. The blessing of first place, the woe of last place, shoulder to shoulder with each other, heart to heart embracing one another. And so it is with our lives, the blessings and the woes that Jesus speaks about in this morning's readings the blessings of our lives, and the woes of our lives with which we are well acquainted. May we please pray. Holy One, we come here this morning longing for our lives to have meaning and purpose. We come to be a blessing and to be blessed. And we come sometimes quietly holding the woes and suffering of our lives. Come and speak to us. Speak your words of blessing that our hearts may be open to receive these blessings and be a blessing to others. We pray in the name of the Holy One, your Son, Jesus. Amen. Do you know how within your family or close-knit friendships, you have a, a joke or a phrase that has been around for years and you just have to say a word or a phrase and there's this knowing nod or some laughter that goes on? Well, this is true in the O'Gorman family for the Beatitudes, okay? In our family, there is a phrase that comes from Monty Python's movie, The Life of Brian. I wonder if you're familiar with the movie. There is a scene in the movie where there is a wise teacher on a hillside and he is speaking to a crowd. And he says, 
Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the meek. Meanwhile, in the back of the crowd, there's people that are murmuring among each others, making it hard to hear the teacher. And at one point, the wise teacher says, blessed are the peacemakers. And someone in the back of the crowd said, I couldn't hear him. What did he say? And another person said, he said, blessed are the cheese makers. This confused a woman standing nearby and she said, what's so special about the cheese makers? And another person in the crowd said, don't take his words literally. It's a metaphor for anyone who manufactures dairy products. Blessed are the cheese makers is a phrase the O'Gorman family has used for years. When our four children were young and they would get into some of those disagreements that children get into, I would say, blessed are the cheese makers. A few years ago, when our oldest son, Josh, was a reporter with the Rutland Herald, one Mother's Day, he put an advertisement in the classifieds that read, Dear Mom, blessed are the cheese makers. Love, Josh, Jesse, Anna, and Joe. I have it in the form of a magnet. I don't think this translates well because it's going to be in reverse on the screen. But there's a magnet here that says, Dear Mom, blessed are the cheese makers. Quoting from Monty Python, those words are not to be taken literally. They're a metaphor. Dear friends, what do we make of the words of Jesus in today's passage? If we are to take these words literally, it is important to note the audience to whom these words are addressed. Even though there is a large crowd that's gathered to hear Jesus, they have come to be healed by him, the healer for body, mind, and spirit. According to Luke's narrative, Jesus looked, looking at you disciples, Jesus looked at the disciples and said to them, blessed are you. He looked at them and said, woe to you. If we are to take these words literally, then the disciples stand in the same place that we are standing. The followers of Jesus, the church, the community of faith, this talk is for us. There is a quote attributed to the great American theologian, Reinhold Niebuhr, that the purpose of preaching is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. Woes and blessings, comforts and afflictions. Now I know there are those among us this morning who are already afflicted in some very deep and personal ways. There are those who are suffering with those who suffer, the ill, the grieving, and the troubled. What word of blessing is there for you this day? A word of blessing from God and God's Holy One. The paradoxical truth of this talk is that when we actually confront our emptiness, our woes, an emptiness that cannot be filled with the riches of the world, only then is that emptiness filled with the grace of God, 
God transforms our woes into a blessing. Blessings and woes. Back to this passage that Jesus speaks so eloquently to us about. My hospice agency sponsored an agency-wide Zoom meeting this past Wednesday. We gathered to listen to the report of a working group called Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. This group began its work over a year ago with the support of our new Chief Operating Officer, Adrian Johnson Ross, an African-American woman who comes to our agency with that plain talk and that direct talk to confront systemic racism, workplace bullying, and incivility. Adrian began our meeting with a powerful comment, a prophetic comment that I believe folds and weaves into this passage today. These are her words. Our system, cultural, social, economic, and political, our system is designed to deliver the current inequalities it does. I'm gonna say that again. Our system is designed to deliver the current inequalities it does. Jesus spoke about a system that was designed to deliver the inequalities it delivered to the poor, to the hungry, to the marginalized and the outcast. In a commentary on this text by David Ostendorf, who is the director for Center for New Community in Wisconsin, he writes, God does not bless us when we maintain the status quo. God does not bless us when we bathe in the respectability of the world. God does not bless us when we quietly maintain tradition and gloss over or ignore the prophetic voices calling us back to God in the church and in the world. God does not bless us when we protect and build empires and institution. God is always reminding us that we must empty ourselves and turn away from the ways of the world and then and only then receive the fullness of blessings. God is always reminding us we must empty ourselves, turn away from the ways of the world, and then receive the fullness of blessings. The end of that quote. Beloved of God, there are blessings to receive and there are blessings to give. The paradox of today's reading that we carefully understand and listen to the woe calling us to attention and to justice. And also that we listen carefully and take in the blessings that are ours to receive and to give to others. And so a closing story. This one from a book called My Grandfather's Blessings by Dr. Rachel Naomi Remen. She tells the story of when she was a child that every Friday, every Shabbat, she would visit with her grandfather. 
just the two of them at the kitchen table. He would light two candles, one for each of them, and he would make a cup of tea for them each to drink. He would then either silently or aloud pray in Hebrew. He would then ask her to stand and the two of them would stand together. And he would place his hands on her head to offer a blessing. He would mention any struggles that she had talked about this that week. And if she had taken a nap without the nightlight on, he would celebrate her bravery that week. Then he would give his blessing and he would call upon the women of long ago, the ones whose stories she knew, Rachel and Sarah and Leah, for the generations to continue to bless her. After her grandfather died, Rachel said that she has carried his blessings throughout her life. Once blessed, we are forever blessed. You are blessed by God. What are the words of blessing you need to hear this day? Who needs to receive a blessing from you this day? In your family, community of friends, in the workplace, in our faith community. How are we, as the community of faith, offering our blessings to a world in need? May it be so. Thank you. I think the very best benediction for today is the wisdom from a superb owl. Wisdom from a superb owl by Liam. Here is our benediction. Fly close to the earth to find your place in field and forest. Listen for others who are lost and lonely. You do not have to be first but you win by befriending the last. Include all voices within the parliament of community. Noticed ways you can be nice and feather your nest with kindness. Look all around you and listen with mindfulness. Offer to give of yourself, sharing time, talents, and treasures. Value peace and nonviolence so we can all live in love. Express who you are and enjoy who others are. May it be so. Thank you.